Welcome, my friend. You are exactly where you need to be right now. It is not an accident that our paths have crossed. I'm confident that you are here because you are wanting more out of life. Are you ready to live your life with purpose and intention? Are you wondering how on earth to pull it all together? How exactly do you turn your ordinary days into extraordinary days? Girl, let me show you how to stop facing the day ahead and start faithing it. Join me, Sarah Elizabeth, each episode as I encourage and motivate you to place unwavering faith in the direction Christ will lead you and surrender yourself to His vision for your life. He's custom designed a life for you beyond your wildest dreams, and I want to help you discover all that He has planned for you to experience. Together, let's put God into the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. It's time to faith your day. Well, hello there, my beautiful friend. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Last week, I had a blast putting out the Baby Steps to Eternity episode for you. Have you checked that one out? I took Dave Ramsey's tried and true seven baby steps to financial peace and adapted those, if you will, putting a little spin on them in regards to our eternal peace. One of the baby steps was where I linked the advice to tithing, and I want to dig deeper on that today. I know, I know that tithing might seem like an eye-roll subject for many people, but can I ask you to just keep an open mind while we go through this, as I have a feeling that God is going to speak to your heart and allow you to experience the idea of tithing differently going forward. I've titled this week's episode of the Faith Your Day devotional podcast, Be the Minority. As I mentioned last week, the word tithe is actually translated as a tenth. Quite literally, a tithe is a tenth of whatever it is you have. As Christians, we know that we are, quote unquote, supposed to give 10% of our income to tithing. But here is where the feet-dragging, fist-clenching hesitation comes into play. We often have no idea why it is we are called to tithe, and therefore it becomes something that feels obligatory and forced, and just another church rule that, quite honestly, many people feel is outdated and old school as that mixed cassette tape you had back in high school. Come on, Jesus, we hustle hard for our money. You can't possibly expect us to part with some of it before we have an abundance of it, right? Like when we are rich, we will have lots to give. But until then, we are going to look at a couple verses in scripture today to give us some understanding, clarity, and inspiration to help us on our own tithing journey. Because let's be real, it's going to be a journey. Most people give with reluctance at first, and their confidence and generosity builds over time as their trust in Christ's provision grows alongside it. I want to start with a story Jesus told that you might already be familiar with, but I don't know that my lens on this story is going to be something you have ever considered before. Today, we are going to read about Jesus's healing 10 men with leprosy. And this story comes from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. And it goes like this. Now, 
On his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. In this story, we typically focus on the power that Jesus has over healing and restoration, the fact that our belief, our asking, seeking, and faith can be enough for Jesus to do the miraculous in our lives. I love this story for that lesson, but what if we take a peek from another angle today? I want to focus on the after the healing part, the after the miracle, after the blessing part of this story, the part where one man, the foreigner, the Samaritan, was the only one out of nine who came back to Jesus, offering praise and thanking him with wholehearted sincerity. As Jesus asked, where were the other nine? The other nine were MIA, headed on to living the next part of their lives, completely forgetting to say thank you for the miracle they had just received. You see, the Samaritan, the one who did not get to witness Jesus's miracles on the daily, was amazed and grateful and completely blown away by the gift that Jesus had gracefully and mercifully just given him, his health and restoration. He was the only one wowed enough to come back and say thank you. He was the minority. He accounted for only 10% of the healing that took place that day, but yet he ensured that he gave thanks where thanks were due. He came seeking Jesus, throwing himself at him and praising him and his works. My sister, I can't help but wonder how often we are just like the 90% of those lepers, the ones who receive our blessings from Jesus and simply go about our business on to the next thing, forgetting to praise him and give him thanks simply because his provision is what we've seen him do for us day in and day out throughout our lives. One simple mindset shift can make all the difference. What if you were to think of tithing as your thanks to Jesus? What if you re-envisioned your money, time, energy, and blessings as not yours, but resources from him that have been trusted in your care while you are here on earth? What if we considered ourselves not as owners, but as stewards, managers of God's wealth and abundance? Could that shift how you look at giving back to God? What if it's not about giving back because you have to, because you're supposed to, because that's what quote unquote good Christians do, but because giving away 10% of your income 
is a way of running back to Jesus to throw your arms around him and say, thank you. Thank you for the blessings you've provided me with. Just like that leper who was so grateful for his miracle, we need to be so thankful for our provision as well. You see, our culture does not promote the idea that every single thing you have, own, use, borrow, or have access to comes directly from the goodness of God's generosity. Think about it. You brought absolutely squat to this party we call life, but yet you were taken care of. You showed up kicking and screaming, ready to be waited on hand and foot, fed, changed, cuddled, and put for a nap. And here you are as an adult, having your needs met somehow with likely abundance to spare. It's only because of God's generosity, kindness, favor, and abundance that you have your intellect, energy, family, shelter, clothing, career, food in the fridge, and bucks in the bank. Girl, without him, literally nothing would be yours. You help along the way by putting in the work and the effort and the time, but the blessings of those efforts are a result of what he gives us access to, not by what we conjure up on our own. Why can't we always see that? Isn't it time to start saying, thank you? What you call ordinary, waking up to food in the pantry, waking up to running water, waking up with family members around you, a workplace to go to, a source of income to provide for your loved ones should not be taken for granted or seen as the result of your hands. It's all a flippin' miracle. But yet, how many times do we just take it all with an open hand without ever pausing to say thank you? Or equally important, to give back. Each day, God provides for us, ensures we somehow receive what we need, just like he's been doing since he rained down manna on Moses and the Israelites in the desert thousands of years ago. God provides consistently and abundantly, and we take consistently and abundantly, often without thanks or praise or even a recognition of where it all comes from. Now, don't we look like spoiled little brats at times? So exactly how can we thank him? How can we let him know that we are very grateful for what he has given us and we put our trust in him to continue to provide for us? How do we show him that we trust him? What if we were to offer back a small percentage of what he has provided us with in thanks, as well as a means of doing something good to enhance the lives of others who might not be as fortunate as we are? And here's the real kicker. What if we aren't in a place of abundance yet? What if you were to put your trust in his abundant blessings to come, even while you're waiting? What if you were to offer thanks even before you've received? This is what tithing the healthy way looks like. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7 says, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So, what can you find in your heart to give back? Let's think monetary in this case. I mean, we can factor in tithing our time and our energy, but 
we're going to save that for another episode because I want to continue chatting specifically about giving of our financial resources. We sometimes find it really challenging to give back 10%. But think of it, that means you still have 90% left. The vast majority kind of reminds me of that one leper out of 10, remember the 10% who returned to Jesus to say, thank you. In a world that will encourage you to keep it all, after all, my sister, you earned it, right? Why not consider being the minority who recognizes that you only earned it because God gave you the ability to do so? And why don't we return to Jesus with thanks and praise for his miraculous provision? How could that change your heart in regards to your own generosity and stewardship towards your own blessings? It's so easy to say, I'll start tithing when I have more money. I'll start tithing when I'm out of debt. I'll start tithing when the bank account starts to add up a bit. And it's easy to give the excuse that you can't do it right now because you don't have any extra money in your budget. That's actually perfect. The reality is that it's easiest to start tithing with a small income, a small amount. It's easier to give $10 out of $100 or $100 out of $1,000 than it is to give 100000 out of a million, right? Without the practice of tithing established, it's not easier to give away bigger amounts of money. It's best to get into the habit and the right mindset before you make those big bucks. God wants to know that he can trust you with little before he can trust you with much. The one key that I have found to tithing is to just commit to doing it consistently, to jump all in and not look back, to make it your first priority out of what comes for your income. And I am in my second year of committing 10% of my income to generosity. So I label it as generosity. And it's not something I skip on some weeks. Like I am disciplined in this because I committed to God back a couple years ago to say, listen, I'm going to do this. I just, I, I want to make this a priority. And sometimes for me, this looks like giving to my church. Sometimes it's giving to a charity that I am passionate about, or sometimes it's used to support a worthy cause in our community or simply to buy a little something to perk up someone's day. However, it is all allocated for the benefit of other people. And I now gratefully use it as an offering to give back to Jesus to say thank you for his generosity. Deciding that this is the first money spent out of every one of my paychecks that I receive keeps it as a priority for me. My sister, do you want to know something really cool? Even though I now give away 10% consistently, I don't ever feel like I am lacking. In fact, I feel like I have been blessed immensely by deciding to incorporate tithing into how I live out gratitude in my life. My happiness level, my mental health, my ability to find joy in simple things have all gone through the roof since I started to give away a percentage of what I have. After all, 
there is still 90% left in my budget to ensure my basic needs are met, plus some for savings and fun. The coolest part is knowing that each and every month, I'm helping out in a way that I never did before. By providing some of my abundance to causes and churches and charities, I assure you the fountain of Christ's blessings do not run dry. Try it. I dare you. I bet you are going to see the same result. I want to reread a scripture now that I read last week, and I have to go back to it because it is truly one of my favorite scriptures from the Bible. And this is where God actually dares you to try something. Check this out. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Did you hear that? Test him in this. That's what he said. I double dog dare you, girl. As I mentioned last week too, this doesn't mean that God is like a slot machine and you put in a quarter and he flows buckets of winnings out. He doesn't guarantee that if you give, you're going to get all sorts of money back. It's not the idea behind this, but he does ensure blessings will flood you. And the translation for blessing is often noted as happiness. How amazing that happiness will pour over you like a flood as you tithe and give back to him, praising and thanking him for what you have and demonstrating in a tangible way that you trust in him for your full provision. So have I convinced you that tithing isn't something silly that your grandparents encourage you to do? It's actually just an easy way to show that you are grateful and to help others in some way as you do this. And perhaps you decide to begin with 1% or 5% or 10% or more. My friend, tithe is literally a tenth, but it's the generosity piece that is truly what Jesus sees in your heart. You know, if it takes starting with 1% just to get you in the habit and to get started, to see if this happiness will not flood over you. It's all your decision, but the opportunity to shift your mindset around this topic is your decision too. I will wholeheartedly tell you that since I shifted my mindset, my state of mind has completely improved. I don't look at tithing as obligatory. I truly give with joy. And yes, I give away 10% of my money. But the rate of return on that investment, the amount of happiness I have received back from God is immeasurable. I challenge you to try it. I bet you are going to notice an incredible difference in your heart right away too. My friend, I want to pray over this. This is a big topic, a big mindset shift, and a big hurdle for a lot of people to get over this this switch in thinking. So let's pray over that so that we can shift the game today for how you think about tithing. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for gathering us here today to hear some powerful scripture from you today. And Lord, 
For anybody who might be struggling about thinking about tithing and just feeling like they should, but feeling like they don't have enough, or maybe they're just barely scraping by and, you know, just paying the bills is hard enough. Lord, allow them to think about how they might be able to just give just a tiny bit to start and to just start putting that trust into your provision and that idea that when we are faithful with little, you can truly start trusting us to be faithful with much. And Lord, you work in crazy ways. You have the way to create opportunities for financial gain for us. And if we sometimes release that grip on what we have, thinking we don't have enough, gosh, we got to shift our mindset to know that you have more than enough. And if we're willing to open our hands and let some of what you've given to us to steward flow out, then the overflow of your blessings, Lord, the happiness you can provide us, the opportunities you can provide us, the timing you can provide us, all of it comes from your love for us and your abundant heart and your generosity. So help us to just be willing to open our hands, even if we have very little to help us to realize that starting with just a tiny, tiny amount, like that woman who gave the two pennies in the offering, you know, that her heart was in the right place. She didn't have much of anything, but yet she trusted you to provide for her needs. So just help us to all get there, Lord, and everybody listening is at different places. I mean, there might be people listening who tithe far beyond 10%. And just allow those people to be able to proclaim to others how powerful it is in their life. Lord, we just know you are so generous. We want to start being thankful and grateful. And Lord, help us to not be like those nine lepers. Help us to be like the minority, the one guy who came back to say thank you. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, my friend, I hope that you have the most glorious week ahead. I will meet you back again next Tuesday. I hope you join me. Wishing you all of God's blessings from my heart to yours. Bye for now. Bye.